0: Hello and welcome to Expired XP, a podcast by Twitchy Max and Viking. In return for listening to this podcast, we promise to introduce you to old games that are new to you, introduce you to some facts and hopefully entertain you along the way. We will also throw in a healthy dose of nostalgia, which has been proven by science to be good for you. Every week, we talk about past games from across the eons, all the way back to the dawn of time, in the 1970s. We'll interview guests from the industry and explore what inspired them to get into games. Useless Viking and I will talk about our own experiences and we'll have fun along the way. At some point, we might get some listeners, and if we do, we'll take on your suggestions to talk about your games. Welcome to the Twitchy Max and Useless Viking podcast.
1: Okay, well, so who, who does it? Do you want to do
0: it? Um, I'll rock, paper, scissors you. Rock, paper, scissors.
1: Ooh, what did three you times. Get? I've, I scissored it.
0: Oh, okay. One, two, three. ho, ho, ho. Okay, you and in, you introduce it. Okay. Cool. Okay.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the is this a sixth podcast, Richie? Uh, yeah, I it. think it is.
0: Yeah, I think it's a sixth podcast.
1: Amazing, eh, what you can do when you have time and money and
0: Lockdown. So, well, I don't know what else we
1: have. We don't have either time or money, do we? Really? I don't have any
0: time and I don't have any money.
1: <laughs> yeah. For you guys who 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 are listening, I just want to point out so Richie does about 85 to 90% of all the heavy lifting, if not 99% of the heavy lifting when it comes to this. I get to be on the show and really enjoy talking to one of my best mates about gaming. And Richie has to do the heavy lifting of editing all my crap out. Yeah. And there's a lot of crap that he needs to edit out. Yeah. So, all your stuff uh, out all my stuff out uh great um I, I feel like we're going a little bit crazy because this is now the second time that you and i have had to do this via kind of a zoom yeah. podcast thing so we apologize mm. if the audio quality isn't up to its usual yeah. standards to be but- fair though
0: to be fair the rest of the world has been doing this for a year like this
1: no you're you're very you are correct and and as much as we like to complain about the situation we're in in new zealand when it comes to COVID, we kind of tend to forget about what's going on in the rest of the world and uh having locked down for five weeks versus the six months or eight months or ten or twelve months that some other countries have had is actually quite minor and we've we've just gone down to takeaway levels now so we're allowed to get takeaways again and we're super excited about that Mm. and i guess apart from being excited about that we are excited about something well, we were kind of excited about something yes. that recently happened which was the fortnight changeover in season from season seven to season yeah. eight now so you were a
0: giddy talking, little schoolboy about this though weren't you you were talking about it I for weeks
1: the, yeah i read and... all of the, the, the the theories and stuff and they get me excited and i've been i've been thwarted thwarted now i've been thwarted several times by reading it and going it's going to be amazing this season will be the one where the entire map changes and all these cool things are going to happen and we did love season seven i will admit yeah it. yeah how are you feeling about season eight now it's launched rich
0: well yeah i don't think it lives up to your dreams right so oh. normally when they release a season it's at a really convenient time for north america for pete it was at 8am on a monday morning when most people are yeah. driving to work. Now we were in lockdown, yeah. so no one's driving to work. But Pete gets up at, at seven, he logs on so he can make sure he gets on and he's waiting yeah, and he's 30. waiting and he's waiting. I don't think the season lives up to the hype that that deserved that kind of fanboydom. And I not... was up at
1: 6 30, man. I was up yeah. at 6 30. I was <laughs> logged in at 7 a.m. I was sitting there and I was like, please be on a server, please be on a server, please don't get kicked out. Everything worked. I was mm. so excited. The big tick, you know, the clock ticks over. And then it was pretty cool, but yeah, then that was cool. The the, the the kind of the things that you did were kind of cool. They weren't amazing, but they were kind of cool. And then the season started, hmm. and, and and you and I had our first game together. First
0: games, yeah. So I I like the crashed UFOs. Yep. I do like that, although some bits of it are a bit pointless where you fly around. I think the weapons... You you mean those
1: those purple tubes?
0: The purple tubes you fly around with. They're a good gimmick. They're completely pointless, but they're a bit of a gimmick. Completely
1: pointless,
0: yeah. I don't like the weapons. So there's no no bow equivalent. You know, I love bows. Um, I love a sniper rifle, as you know. And I know there's automatic sniper rifles, but they're just not as deadly. They're not as good. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. What I really miss are the UFOs. I enjoyed the UFOs. Because the UFOs weren't so powerful to fly, you could do a bit of damage, but it was easy to shoot them out of the sky. So they weren't—they didn't guarantee you a, they were. well a, balanced. A Vic Royale, yeah, they were well balanced, and I miss that. And there's no flying in this season yet.
1: I agree, and I think the other thing. So the sideways kind of bubbles was mm. a bit of a eh, eh, from the mm. from the first day because it immediately got taken out. Yeah. So the first thing they had to do was cancel it. So most of last week when we were trying to play, that wasn't even a mechanic that was working. Mm. And then when it finally landed, it's okay. Yeah. You kind of run into a thing. There are bad guys there trying to kill you. You, you can grab some pretty okay weapons. Mm.
0: It's not and a feature.
1: Kind of, no.
0: It's, it's so, kind of like a, a little side quest.
1: Yeah. And I think you're right. I think the one thing that annoys me the most is the lack of, currently lack of air. Air, air, air support like being able to fly something apparently mm. there is something coming according oh, okay. to the people that told me that season eight was also going to be this massive change which it hasn't been yeah. and i mean in hindsight i should have understood that that wasn't going to be the case because it doesn't make sense for that to happen until the next chapter
0: mm. which
1: is like when the game completely reboots yeah and that's probably due around december by best okay. games uh, maybe even february You know, so I probably should have been expecting less. But the thing is, right, and this is what really annoys me: there are tons and tons of weapons in Fortnite. Like you haven't even seen most of them, Rich. Hmm. Like if you're going to creative mode, you can see all the weapons they've already vaulted, and by vaulted they mean they've taken them out of game circulation, so they are not, they don't appear in the games. Hmm. And there's everything from like spike traps and fire traps, which I used to love because they were. Hilarious! You'd put one inside a door, and then you'd run away and shoot people. And then suddenly you get a notification that you eliminated eliminated a dude because he ran through the door, opened it up, and got flamed yeah. by the flame trap that you'd put down. Right? Brilliant! So tons of different weapons: mini guns, and bazookas, and arrows, and like there there are tons, like hundreds, but they're all vaulted.
0: Mm. And
1: I'm just looking at, to your point, the selection that they've that they've started kicked off the season with, and I'm like what
0: yeah it's not great it's not great
1: and and, and and smgs and, I, and look and we've said like this this is po- this is a positive podcast and we're not meant we're not here to gripe we, we're not mm. going to sit and just criticize people for the sake of crit or games just to sit here and and be snipey old self righteous yeah
0: and we're still going to yeah, play Fortnite every week with our mates and we still love it right
1: <laughs> we still love it um like we have some of the best gaming experiences i've ever had in my life yesterday it was yeah so it was amazing. fun yeah. Chris just completely carried us as a team.
0: Yeah, I mean um, we should talk about that actually. I've never experienced such gameplay. So I got I got killed. I was either was I killed by the storm or by a a player? I can't remember. Anyway,
1: um, it was a player, but the storm was involved in the the, the kill. The
0: storm, the storm immediately kind of uh, covered up my um, my game tag, my um, revive tag. What's it called? I don't even know now. I can't remember. Yeah, I confused you. Um, And I was deep within the storm, and I thought I was out of the game. And this absolute hero, Chris, who has no business driving back for my tag. Or playing, um, playing with us. Or playing with us, because he's amazing. Drives back, yeah. picks up the tag, right? And then it takes him, and the storm is literally as far away as the storm could, you know, the circles, as far away as it could possibly be while still being on the map.
1: Yeah.
0: And he's literally in the storm for five, six minutes. And he doesn't die, and he's driving <laughs> around, and he's yeah. eating his patience, and he's driving around. And yeah, then he gets itself. me back it's to fair. a revival van and revives me. Yeah. And... That wasn't, that wasn't the game we got the Vic Royale, was it? But it was... Um,
1: no, but we got we we far did off. well. We were like we were fifth or third down. or something, yeah. Yeah, I think we were third. And and the thing, at one moment at one point, he wasn't even part of, I couldn't even see him on my mini-map.
0: No, I couldn't either, he was that, he wasn't even he's on that my far, far away. I was yeah, dead and exactly. I was watching him and, and I couldn't work out how to cycle because I was on the keyboard cycle who I was watching yeah. and I was watching Marcus and I really yeah. wish I'd seen what he was doing, but he survived it, you know, he was he brilliant. Because he's a yeah. hero. Is, I, yeah. I, 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 hope
1: for Chris, I hope for Chris's sake that he has another team where maybe he's the middle dude like he's kind of like we are Can't quite average and then yeah. he comes and plays with us and that's where he gets to be the hero
0: the hero yeah yeah
1: <laughs> wouldn't that be great like if he's yeah. got a tier that he plays with and then once in a while he's mm. like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna go and feel a bit better I'm, I'm, gonna I'm gonna average and, against these guys I'm
0: gonna go I'm and gonna be gonna a hero and
1: lift these guys morale by being a hero for them
0: yeah no, that he's picture. great yeah, he's not this. been playing it that long either
1: has he no he it's, hasn't because he, yeah. he only picked it up he told me he picked it up like when it had just come out yeah and he didn't really like it and I get that because it wasn't very popular as a battle royale I think it took off as a battle royale but there were some things that people just didn't like about it hmm. and it's changed massively since then graphics and and how it's set up and obviously the level and everything uh the world I mean um but I think we need Chris on the podcast. Yeah. I just want to understand he's too he modest. Good, okay?
0: He's too modest, but he is—he's a legend, right? I, I'm going to look up on my PS5 the video of that game, and I'm going to um, see if I can switch to his character and then just stick it you on YouTube or something. Just yeah, like, no, you can. Complete hero. Can. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it's that. Classic.
1: So yeah, and that is—I mean, it is funny because we—I mean, we've renamed ourselves. Like, we used to be called "We Who Are About to Die," and then we realized we're actually a little bit better than that. Yeah. Although the name belies that, but anyway, we're now called Dad's Army. Yeah. And for, <laughs> for anybody who's listening in New Zealand or Australia or the UK, they'll probably get that one because it's an old TV show about the the Home Guard during World War Two. Yeah. In the UK, and they are the, like woefully incompetent. Yeah, They're they so are the most bad.
0: inept soldiers you can get. Yeah. yeah. And we've and reached we that level up
1: right up there. Yeah, we've level.
0: We've leveled up to that.
1: We our our, our XP has. Truly expired up to the level of being Dad's Army.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. So yeah, that's our fortnightly Fortnite update. Yes. There's a, been another big thing that's happened this week as well, which we should talk about, which I is a of. game I have been looking forward to with my boys for months and months and months, ever since the first trailers dropped. Really, and as you know, I'm yeah. a Zelda fan, um, and it evoked a lot of the kind of emotions of a Zelda type world. And this is Kana Bridge of Spirits, and it's it's not a AAA title. It's a 60, 60, I think $64 in New Zealand. So it's not a full price title. It's not a hundred bucks, right? But the graphics on it in the trailer were just phenomenal. It looked like Pixar. It's been compared to Pixar graphics. And when you watch the first part and the cut scenes, it does feel like that. And that uh, came out yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. Came out at four o'clock, 4 p.m. New Zealand time. And I played it. And the premise is that you're this young woman called Kena and your job is to get spirits from the current world into the afterlife safely. And they're kind of corrupting the world. And it's quite it's quite a linear game. It's not like Breath of the Wild. It's not open world. Mm. It's a bit more like Tomb Raider. But the graphics are so totally different. And you've got these little creatures called Rot. And that really doesn't describe them very well because they're these cute little black creatures that help you out. And it's a beautiful game. The acting is pretty good. The graphics are pretty good. although We'll talk about that in a minute because I think they've done something there to make it seem better than it really is. And the fighting mechanics are quite powerful as well. Not quite as good as Ghost of Tsushima, but still pretty good. It's had some pretty positive reviews, but it is a little bit, linear the thing that i am really relieved about is the controls are pretty easy apart from when you have to fire your bow because you have to kind of move your hands on the controller to find really a bow in it yet, is, but yeah oh yeah it's which is really rubbish actually that you have to do that but i'm sure you could remap them if you could be bothered i can't be bothered um, Yeah,
1: but
0: the, the other thing is um the first the first introductory level the graphics are 4k and they're absolutely amazing but as soon as you get into the game proper, where there's the village, there's a drop in graphics quality. And uh, the, one of the reasons that I noticed this is Leanne came in after I've been playing it for a while. And she said, those graphics aren't very good. They're not like the trailer. And then I tweaked, actually, when you get into that village, it's like they've downplayed the graphics. And they've turned, it, turned down the actual Have
1: you checked the resolution. different modes, though?
0: Yeah, I yeah, have, yeah. I have. Is, is it, it's is in that 4K. Just
1: playing with the upscale upscale version.
0: No, I'm not. I'm playing on 4K 30. That's odd. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think they've probably tested it and thought, oh, it's got to look good, but it doesn't quite perform. So we're going to dial it back at certain points.
1: Potentially, or it might just be a setup thing. I'm not sure. Like I don't. I haven't found that. But to be fair, I also I, I just play with the upscale 4K. Uh, because i prefer getting the frame rate i'm way more about the frame rate so 60 frames per second for me when i'm playing it i guess my impressions of it is i think it's mixed Mm. it's kind of like it hasn't really captured me that much i find so far that the combat is very much simplistic and not necessarily in a good way like a little bit boring Mm. so so far i find the combat a bit it's a bit samey yeah it's very samey. And people, I think this is what it has, their critics of what I've been reading seem a little bit divided. I mean, the majority are definitely the same. I think it's an outstanding game. And then you have a few people, like there was especially one guy from PC Gamer or whatever who gave it like 65%. And yeah, I read that review. It. Yeah, I
0: thought yeah. that was harsh.
1: Yeah, I think it's harsh as well. I agree with you. I don't, I don't know. I think what I do agree with him is, you know, if it's harking back and driving nostalgia for you, then maybe you're willing to overlook some of the things that the combat to me is very one time, very worn note so far. Mm. And that could just be because I haven't got far enough in the game, in the game. Yeah, apparently the boss fights
0: are pretty epic and you do have new skills you have to use. We just haven't got there yet.
1: Yeah, okay, cool. So that's pretty cool. But I also wonder the value. And I, I guess I'm saying this because I think one of the things I liked about, say, Ratchet and Clank was... That in the new iteration versus the previous one was they kind of just took away the whole concept of you having to kind of get all the different types of things you could do as you played it. So they kind of went, why are we just giving people the magnetic boots halfway through the game? Why are we giving people the ability to grind like halfway through the game? It doesn't make any sense. We should just give everyone the ability to do that from the beginning and build the levels so that you can use them whenever you want to. And hmm. it's uh it's interesting how that approach changed the current Ratchet and Clank game because it meant that you felt like you could do it much more from the beginning rather than just feel like, you know, this like oh, I can sense that I probably can do more in the future, but I can't yet.
0: Hmm.
1: I I've started actually being a little bit annoyed at that approach. I think that they need to yeah. give you a little bit more than they do.
0: I love With the, the progression. Episodes yeah you struggle with the linear progression
1: like come on like give me the base weapons from the beginning and then have the ammo and stuff be the thing that changes not the fact that you know can't have a bow and arrow because i i want to be able to have the opportunity to shoot from from the first because i can see that there are things i'm meant to be able to shoot down i actually found this in psychonauts too same thing and it also irritated me like i spent all this time in one part of that game trying to do there were these weird white dots and I couldn't figure out what I was meant to do and I had to Google it and they were like oh yeah that doesn't unlock until later in the game mm-hmm. and I'm like at least or at least tell me that I can't do anything with it yet so I don't yeah. stand there like an idiot for like 20 minutes trying to do something that I can't do physically in the game yet because yeah. I don't have the the skill thing is
0: most people would look it up on Google after two minutes Pete so that's on you yeah that's true that is definitely on you But uh, I I like the beauty of the game I think it's got quite a good story I like the twist where you meet the two young kids And then you go to the village And there's a little twist there that you're not expecting And I quite enjoyed that I like the fact that you know nothing about Kana When you start the game And you just start in this cave And you kind of learn about her But no one tells you about her You've got no idea really what she is Other than someone who helps shepherd souls And I kind of like that the character that you're playing doesn't have to have this amazing backstory, and you know Not they could just one. be yeah they could just be someone but, who's I mean, good at their job doing their job, and you're learning what they're doing whilst you control them. I, I kind of like yeah. that.
1: And you're right, actually, they don't need it at all. But if they are going to build it, it's fun to build it over time because it's quite interesting understanding more about your character as well. And mm. there are some games that do that really well. I think um from memory, wow, well, this is taking it back, but I'm pretty sure things like Max Payne did that quite well. I don't know if you ever played Max Payne, but I think that was kind of like one of those where they kind of piece fed you his background from Mm. memory. Maybe they didn't, maybe it was all in the intro. Yeah. Maybe I'm remembering it wrong. But I think in general, the idea of learning more about your character as you go and understanding more about maybe their motivation or things like that is actually pretty cool. Mm. I mean, I like it. I like it. I don't love it. Um, I don't love it yet.
0: What I I will say say is if you've got young kids Um, It has got quite adult themes around death in it because you are shepherding souls and people who have had bad experience dying, you're shepherding their souls to the afterlife and making them happy. And that isn't necessarily something. I mean, people know their own kids, right? Some kids will be ready for that and I'll just see it as a thing, um, whereas other kids will be quite deeply moved by it. So I think bear that in mind when you introduce your children to this game. I certainly was was quite cautious once I learned a little bit more about the game, and I've played it less in front of my son, who's quite sensitive. Yeah. Um, whereas my youngest son's perfectly fine, and he just wants to see me beating up bad guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, crack up. Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? So I think it's just yeah, yeah. No, no, the audience. I mean, it's a, it's an interesting one because as I've been playing it, I've kind of been trying to figure out whether or not Steph would like it. Not. <laughs> So is my partner, not my child. I, we do, but she also likes gaming, which is great. But I've realised it doesn't have enough loot. Yeah, like she, she, would, she, she
0: would, likes shiny things, doesn't she? She, yeah. she
1: likes shiny things in games. She loves loot boxes. Hats isn't going to cut it. it. It's not. Hats is not going to cut it. And like those blue cr- cr- crystals are not going to cut it. Like she loves Ratchet and Clank because, you know, you smash stuff and it just flies. And she's ch- changed those bolts and nuts now too because you can change them. If you get a gold screw, you can change it to whatever you want. And you can, you can kind mm. of change it to like these emeralds. So she's now changed it to emeralds. So every time she smashes something, there are just all these emeralds that come flying in a burst of color. And she loves that. And I think those kind of things, it's not a loot heavy game in any way at all. You don't really find a lot of stuff. Uh, You Mm. kind of um, push a pillar up. You kind of get some blue crystals. You do, at least in the beginning where I am right now, that kind of seems to be the thing. I think I like it. But it's interesting. I think it's going to be interesting to see if I stay with it, because there have yeah. been a few times where I've actually put it down the controller, out of partly out of frustration of just like playing enemies that were just boring and and still beat me, and I was like, oh, this isn't fun. And then I just I just uh, put on some psychonauts two instead again. So I'm not I'm not 100 convinced. I'm no, gonna
0: you're not bought into time. the narrative and the story. Not,
1: I think I've just not mm. to your point. I think it's a little bit of the the lack of open world worldness that annoys me mm. when i'm when i'm in a forest and i'm trying to go over some shrubbery and it's like character won't go there i'm just like yeah that's a shame yeah and i get it it's not a triple a game i 100 get that i get that it's more linear but it just makes me a little bit like it's a bit on rails i think there are games that hide it better than others i think like tomb raider i loved tomb raider and i don't think it really bothered me too much mm. But but because I, I think Tomb Raider always channeled you. So there were reasons why you felt like there was geographic yeah. kind of closures. Whereas yeah. here, it looks quite open. Mm. But then in reality, it's not. Yeah. And that kind of, yeah. There's been a few moments when I've been in the forest and I've been like, oh, I'll just, I'll just short hike over this thing here. And it's like, nah,
0: no. No, I like won't go. let you. You've got to go, go around. Yeah. It yeah, is reminiscent ahead. of some of the earlier Zelda games that were like that. Yeah before they had the processing power to really do open world. So I, I think it's okay. I think it's okay. I forgive it. And I didn't pay hundred bucks for it. I paid no, 60 true. bucks for it. So, you know, so I think that's it. Yeah.
1: In conclusion right now, it, uh, if you had to give it a score of five Twitches, uh,
0: how Twitches, twitches how many Twitches would it get? I five. think, I think at the moment it would get at least three Twitches and, um, Maybe in a couple of weeks, once I've completed it and clocked it, I'll give it a full review and it might go down to two or it might go up to four. It's not a five.
1: Yeah, I'm probably cool. I'm probably sitting on three horned helmets.
0: Three horned helmets, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Out of five. One on each side so and one at the front or one at the back?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's an awkward helmet. But yeah, I think I'm the same. I'm not sure. It might mm. either th- sit there as a three, which means it's probably not going to be something I continue playing. Yeah. It's gonna to have to lift to a four for me to continue on.
0: Yeah. So, it's the first game I've bought for a while on PlayStation since Biomutant. And Biomutant was a solid, you know, Biomutant, I think, was a solid one out of five Twitches. You know, a good, a good strong yeah. one. It was just awful. But yeah, that that is the that is basically the news of this week, isn't it? That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Two two awesome things happening. Fortnite and Kana coming out. What game are we going to talk about this week?
1: I'll tell you what. I've got I'm going to play some audio. Now I, I hope I hope that there are people that are going to listen to this and recognize it and actually get a little bit excited. Um so I, I think it's it's fair to
0: it. warn people now though, this is niche this is niche on top of niche
1: i don't know if it is i I think it is i didn't even know
0: this game existed when you were telling me about it i was like wow how do i not know about this it's because you operate within a niche within a niche hidden (laughs) under a pile of niches
1: (laughs) okay well we we shall see because this uh, this soundtrack is actually quite famous and it's been remixed and remastered multiple times i don't know if it's award-winning but i'm I'll, I'll have to check my notes again to see if that's the case but the soundtrack itself has been uh, quite well known so we'll see we'll see what happens but I don't think you're going to recognize it based on this others may this one's for you Marcus
0: very 80s
1: it is very 80s isn't it, it- you can see it's kind of, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's building up now.
0: Yeah. I can see like a horse in the distance with a barbarian on it, kind of traveling into his yeah, see, destiny. It's that's, that kind of music.
1: It is. And that even sounds like a horse.
0: Doesn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, it does, yeah.
1: Um, I think we will stop it there. I could have listened to that entire soundtrack. I would have been happy with that for another two minutes, but we won't. Uh, The game is Guiana Sisters, actually called The Great Guiana Sisters. And The Great Guiana Sisters came out in 1987. And this is a year I feel like we've landed on or will land on a few times. Yeah. Uh, We've talked about it. I definitely think we've uh, already discussed it. It was the year uh, that Predator came out. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop came out in 1987. Harry and the Hendersons, which I do remember that I would have watched at the time from a TV show perspective. Full House, I definitely watched Full House. Um, Fraggle Rock, brave star.
0: Brave star. No, I didn't watch it, but I, I remember. I remember it.
1: That yeah, it was cool, man. It was like a dude with a talking horse, and he was like a yeah. sheriff, and it was it was like cyberpunk sheriff western style. And I'm surprised that hasn't got a remake somehow because brave Star was actually really cool. I don't know if the episodes were that great, but you know, you, you have those rose tinted glasses that let you look at things through when you were a kid. Um, and I did love that. And so great Gianna sisters came out in 1987 and it was developed by a German studio called time Warp productions. And it was published by rainbow arts and rainbow arts did a lot of really cool games. Yeah. Um, they They really did. And I think they were one of the publishers I remember very well, their logo and stuff from that era um and it's the game so this is both the beauty of the game and the curse of the game because the game is heavily based on (laughs) super mario brothers that came out in 1985 Yeah. yeah it is and when i say heavily influenced i mean you're literally playing as two sisters called guiana and maria and that's funny for another reason right because if you remember with Mario Brothers I don't know if you've thought about this but what's really weird about it is that one of the Mario Brothers is called Mario so one of the questions people have had is does that mean he's called Mario Mario because yeah. why is it the Super Mario Brothers and he's called Mario they must mean he's called Mario Mario and apparently the creator of the game has said that yes that is in fact the case so wow. I also assume then that they in the Guiana Sisters uh, case one of them is is clearly called guiana guiana <laughs> which is really odd um yeah. but but not only did they uh not only did they kind of capture that but they literally they literally captured super mario brothers uh, sorry the mario brothers game not super mario brothers was it called super Mario brothers yeah, yeah, I, super I'm, thinking mario about, brothers, yeah. I'm thinking about super mario brothers on, on the super nintendo that's why i'm getting confused but it was super mario brothers was what it was yeah. called on the original nintendo it was so mm. similar And look, there there were actually some urban legends about it. The urban legend said that Nintendo initiated like a copyright infringement lawsuit against them. But that's actually not true. There was never a lawsuit from Nintendo. Rather, they actually directly influenced the withdrawal of the game from sales. They basically, I think, might have threatened with legal action, but it never got as far as that. It was critically acclaimed like it had really great praise with uh, one magazine called zap 64 described the game as amazing and concluded with the like with everybody else that it was a fabulous compelling and constantly rewarding arcade adventure so wow. this is one of these if you haven't played it richie it is really great fun and it was mm like having super mario brothers on a c64 and super mario brothers was a great and they'd really taken the time there was a lot of love went into it but sadly this the sales of it were stopped quite quickly after it had launched hmm. because of the fact that nintendo were kind of going you know these were the days where copyright started becoming quite a big thing in in computer video uh, in video games because the money started to really be, be made there was be big quite money made, yeah
0: i can um, understand why Nintendo would be annoyed because I've Googled it whilst you were yeah. talking and I'm looking at it and yeah, it's obviously <laughs> yeah. a direct rip off. The levels look the same and yeah. it's not just like the first level, the second level where you're underground looks exactly the same. Yeah. The baddies look the same. The only yeah. difference is the big 80s perm, which to be <laughs> yeah. honest, I think would have made Mario better if he had a big 80s perm. Yeah. Um, but he had the Tash, right? He had the Tash. Giannis has had the perm, you know, but it is a blatant ripoff. Yeah. And it's interesting that it, it got critical acclaim mm. because if if you made a carbon copy of GTA Vice um, <laughs> yeah, just... City right now, yeah. right, or uh, a complete carbon copy of Fortnite, it would not get critical acclaim. Yeah. At all. Um, so it's interesting that it did.
1: And it's and it's interesting because so the game itself had critical acclaim. i had it and i remember it was probably one of my first pirating experiences and i remember feeling a bit like i was being naughty for having the game because i knew it was a copy of a nintendo game and i think at that stage they might have also that was kind of part of it you know they i i i, I probably wouldn't say that they that they were counting on that effect to for sales clearly not considering the sales got caught uh, cut caught
0: off quite but, early, yeah
1: yeah but i think there definitely was a bit of a bad boy thing with it, but uh, the soundtrack itself, made by a guy called Chris uh, Chris Huelbeck, it became one of the most popular video game soundtracks of all time. Really? So that song days yeah, it's one of the most popular video game soundtracks. It's been on things like Video Games Live, which is the video mm. live uh, concerts, and it has been remixed over fifty times on the Music Arrangement Resource Remix sixty four, which is like a a place where you can go to to listen to different soundtracks that get remixed for. Wow. Uh, by by different music professionals and stuff, so yeah. very very popular musically, very popular game. Like you said, though, it is it is exactly the, the, like I, I can explain. If I were to explain the gameplay, you would get bored with it about two seconds because the gameplay is literally this: you are two sisters, you're running around on a level, you're stomping out creatures, you've got pipes that you can go down. You mm. know, it's it it pretty much is. It is Super Mario Brothers. It did have some different kind of, I guess, things that made it a little bit more unique than that. For me, it was. It was a a win so the reason why i chose this and why i really remember it is a strong memory for me being a kid growing up is a that whole mysticism of piracy because Mm. and we've talked about this before that we're going to talk about this on on an episode later on because i was i was actually quite massively into the pirate scene when i was young and i i have no problems talking about that one bit the reasons behind it and and my my validations for it at the time but I think this was probably one of those moments where I really knew it was a bit naughty because it was a Nintendo game that had just been ripped off. And I, I definitely didn't have a legal copy of it. But I think the thing that I also felt was that it was a little bit of a sucker punch to my mates who had Nintendos because what they kept saying was, well, you don't have you don't have Super Mario Brothers, so who cares? And then the game came out and my mates actually really loved Guiana Sisters as well. Yeah. And I think some of them actually preferred it to Mario Brothers, which wow. was really funny. Yeah. So it was a strong title. It just died because it was a <laughs> clone
0: yeah, a carbon copy you know
1: of a nintendo game
0: copying is the highest form of flattery they say but it's it's interesting because right, i'm looking at the graphics now and the graphics are actually better than the NES because the c64 was a more pa- powerful platform yeah and had better colors and more capability yeah. so it, it had the opportunity to be a a much more detailed game totally yeah
1: and it, and it was and it was Ultimately fun. It had a great, apart from that music that I played, it had a great soundtrack in general. And mm. they, they'd spent the time on it. It wasn't like it was a, just a cheap knockoff, yeah. you know, because that happens as well. And there are a lot of games you see that you feel get, you get, you're getting cheated because they feel like they are a cheap. Knockoff of a great game, and they don't do service to the game. That was never the sense with Guiana Sisters. Well, That's it probably what games.
0: worried Nintendo, right? Oh, that, that it was so good. If it would have been it shit. They wouldn't of- been worried.
1: I agree, hundred percent. They wouldn't have been worried if if the game wouldn't have been as fun and as compelling, and 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 getting rave reviews. Because remember, it still went for sale. It still went out for sale, and they actually started getting reviews and stuff, and they were positive that that would not have been a great thing for Nintendo and Mm. I'm sure that would have piqued their interest so I remember playing this I would have been in my uh, the first home that uh, I remember growing up in and playing with my best mate Matthias and we played it two-player probably with some cool 80s music also playing in the background while while we were playing the game Maybe some brave star in the background playing while we were while we were playing yeah, the game. Yeah. It's a very it's a very strong memory of just like absolute joy playing it as a co op t- uh, co op game. I think it was also one of the co op games that made most sense as a co op game because there were a lot of games at that time that were either just bad in co op mode, so they weren't really that fun. They kind of felt like they had been made for single player, and then they'd kind of kind of nudged on a, a co-op mode or alternatively even if they had built them as co-op games they weren't particularly long or hard or you still didn't get a sense of cohesion but Guiana sisters because it was based on super mario brothers obviously that cohesion of being two people was so ingrained into the dna of the game yeah and so i remember him and i just spending hours and hours and hours playing yeah. it and just having like so much fun with it so much fun did you
0: know there was a, a reboot of it in 2015
1: Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, Yeah. I I haven't actually touched that. But it is quite funny that they did do a reboot of it. And clearly, the reboot looks nothing like Super Mario games. So I mean, Mm. there was nothing about the game itself that I mean, the first game, there was nothing in the name or anything that they couldn't reuse it, which is why I'm, I'm, you know, they I'm that's probably why they could do a reboot, right? Yeah. Because there was nothing there. So as long as it just didn't look like a a super, you know, a Super Mario game, it's it's fine. I don't, I doubt it will do another reboot. But um, it's amazing,
0: isn't it? If Nintendo hadn't made those those moves in the market to block it, we could be sat here playing on the Commodore Switch.
1: Well, this is the thing. Yeah. Right? Like and the Commodore the game is out is fascinating. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think in general, what's really well
0: the Commodore sixty four. Uh, you've only just got that
1: haven't you (laughs)
0: yeah
1: but you're right though i think i think in general if we look back at commodore or sinclair or whatever you know when you when you understand the errors the the small things right small things between success and 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 abject failure Mm. in the gaming world And, and there were just fractions of decisions makings that just didn't pan out delays on manufacturing, all this kind of stuff that ended up happening to certain companies like Atari, you know, the downfall of Atari, if you read about that, if you read about the downfall of the C64 or Amiga or Sinclair, the landscape today could have been very, very different if a few things would have played out a little bit differently than they did. And I wonder what that world would have looked like. I mean, I don't, I don't mind the world right now the way it is. Like, I love the fact that Microsoft decided to suddenly get into the game and create an Xbox console. That decision, by that team that presented that to Bill Gates and Bill Gates being a gamer and going, go for it. And I think if it would have been any other CEO other than Bill Gates at Microsoft, I, uh, I doubt that the Xbox would have, you know, launched because, because he just, you know, it was such a wild gamble to take on Sony's PlayStation and Nintendo who were like powerhouses. Yeah. They were so dominant.
0: Yeah.
1: And they already had the PC anyway. So it was Mm. like, we already have a gaming machine we sell PCs with windows operating systems. And, you know, so, so why would we make a console? But the fact that he was a gamer and obviously, you know, he's a geek and saw the value and I think he thought it was fun is amazing. And, and yeah. then it, it created this amazing tech race that I, I don't buy into any of the hatred between the consoles. I think it's a waste of time. And and I, and I know that most of the console providers feel that way too, because it's an ecosystem and they kind of generate, they generate a love. they more
0: other than console. the sum of their parts, right?
1: totally absolutely hmm. but you can just imagine to your point what would it have been like if commodore say would have survived as well and there were four in there or yeah you know or if nintendo would have not been as dominant as they are today and and it would have been atari yeah that would have been that. Dominant and we wouldn't heroes, have pokemon
0: so. we would think, Zelda. Oh, that would yeah have crazy but you know i would never heard of great guiana sisters so i'm gonna i'm gonna see if it's on Ant's stream and i'm gonna see if we're gonna hunt it down and play it online and really see whether it's as good as you as you say it is as good as i remember it is probably what i need to say yeah but yeah you said it had the reviews so i'll give it a review Oh, it It
1: absolutely did yeah it did yeah okay and i don't know it would be funny to read some of the reviews and see if they actually compared it to super mario at the time and said like look this is a you know it's great for c64 gamers because now they've got super mario brothers you know in their pocket yeah Um, i'm not sure but anyway, yeah, so that's The Great Guiana Sisters It came out in 1987. I would give it four Viking helmets, probably four four-horned Viking helmets.
0: Out of 100 or out of five?
1: Out of five.
0: Okay, cool. All right. Sounds yeah, good. Four out of five. Good cool. job. Well done. Thanks for listening, everyone. Next week, we're going to have a streaming update where we explore the technical complexity of streaming and also some other fun aspects. We're also going to cook up a plan for what we're going to stream and when we're going to stream it. I'm trying to get useless Viking to be interested, but he's resisting me. We're also going to talk about Sid Meier's classic game called Pirates, which is a precursor to Civilization and a fantastic game that he really, really loves. Until next time, see you soon.